Hello and welcome to the Sleep Teacher Pod, the podcast for all the parents out there who just want sleep. I'm Christy, owner of The Sleep Teacher, and I am joined by my colleague, Beth. If you are in the trenches of sleep deprivation, we see you, we feel you, and trust us, this podcast is going to become your new BFF. We want you to know that you can still be a lovingly attached parent and get good sleep. You don't have to choose between the two. So pop Bub in the carrier, grab yourself a coffee, put those headphones in, because we have all the sleep tips coming your way. Let's get napping, Mama. Hello, everyone. It is Christy and Beck from The Sleep Teacher. Hello, hello. We are back for another episode of The Sleep Teacher Pod this week, chatting all things dummies. The very highly demanded podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of requests for this one. A lot, a lot, a lot. And yeah, I don't know. The old love-hate relationship. It really is, isn't it? Like you love it but you curse at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> On the 10,000th dummy run of the night. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And, oh. yeah, but as much as, like, I even know, like, having three kids, the first time around I was like, oh, this dummy, blah, blah, blah. And I had a baby and I was like, this baby needs a dummy straight away. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you curse it, you still want it. Yeah. And you still yep. go back for it. But we will chat all about that in this episode. Yes, talking about how to ditch it, if you decide to ditch it, when to ditch it, all the good stuff. But yes, this episode is pre-recorded because I will be in Bali when this one goes live. So again, just living my best life. (laughs) Well, Beck is manning the fort. (laughs) So hopefully it hasn't burnt down. (laughs) Hopefully I'm still around. (laughs) I'll get back in your like sensory resignation. Papers. I'm out of here. No, this week is what's setting me bonkers is book week costume. Oh my like lordy. the prep. Yep. I don't yeah, think... I feel like it just gets bigger and bigger each year, mate. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I shared a meme the other day and it was like a kid in a um like a beer box and it's like book week in 1990. It was like 100% it was. <laughs> now it's like I need to take out a small loan just to pay for all the costumes. It's Yeah, and I'm so not I just it's not my thing. I don't I'm not creative. I don't like any of that stuff. My friend's 2-year-old goes to daycare and 4 days a week and she's like I need four freaking costumes. They're like a different oh. one. Each day. I was so happy because my book week at daycare was Wednesday and the kids don't go. And I was like, oh, yes. Oh, nailed it. That's so good. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, we- I'm all about borrowing. Borrowing, I feel like it should yes. be a big every year. Everyone's like, I've got this costume. I've got this costume. And you just borrow. rotate them, rotate them. <laughs> I know. And Oh, for me this morning, like with the three girls, it was, we had book week this morning, demands for the hair and Uh, whatnot. It honestly took me a good two hours to go through and do their hair in these hairstyles that they wanted. And meanwhile, I was walking out the door looking like (laughs) a bag of dicks. (laughs) Good times. Motherhood summed up in one picture this morning. But the things we do for our kids, huh? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's Look like a bag of dicks for them. That's it. <laughs> anyway, on that note, let's get into this chat. All things dummies, when to ditch them, how to ditch them, what age, when are they going to start becoming a problem, plus much more. So let's get into it. We are here to talk all about dummies, the good, the bad, the ugly. 
Because it can get a little love hate relationship <laughs> with the dummy. Yeah, but you know what? They can also be really good. Yeah, they can. So can mm. a lot of things. Do your kids <laughs> no, have a dummy? Oh, I, I, I use them for the. I mean, not now. Like, I I, I <laughs> did. They have a dummy. Like the you know first three months, if they're a little bit fussy. Yeah. But I did manage to ditch them around that. Yeah, that sort of four month mark where things can get a little bit hairy with the dummy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I know. I remember like all three of my girls had them. The first two, Elkie and Minka, like had them for a lot longer, like with Hattie, because I was studying to be a sleep consultant. I was well and truly on top of it and I knew what was happening. So yeah, we ditched that around, I think maybe five months. But yeah, like Elkie and Minka, like they held on to them like till the death. And at one stage, like they were literally obsessed with them. Like they went to bed with this little like plastic container and they called it their dummy box and they like had all these dummies and they'd like rub them in their fingers and like you just watch their eyes yeah. roll back in their head. Like it was a pretty I think as well because I worked in childcare and I did work in the two to three-year-old room most of that sort of time I saw the obsession that toddlers do have with dummies and I was kind of like and just like needing to hold one needing to have one in their mouth it you know it can get tricky when they're trying to talk and they're kind of (laughs) trying to navigate the dummy in the mouth so yeah for me I was kind of had that background knowledge of like "Mm, I think I'm gonna just get rid of it when they're little but you know there's obviously toddlers that as well just have it for sleep and that's fine I think it's just the boundaries you put in place around the dummy and when they can and can't have it and things like that but yeah it's one of the hot hot topics on consults Absolutely. Like so scared to get rid of it, but because it works and. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like there's a lot of noise around it too, because I even remember being in the hospital after I just had the girls and I can't remember like if it was all three or it's just like one or two, but I still remember like being sort of like it was frowned upon by some of the midwives. Like I remember them coming around, oh, you're not using a dummy, are you? Like, oh, you know, why? Like it was fine. My nipples were bleeding. My baby just wanted to suck and I was in excruciating pain and it was healthy. Because I think, yeah, they say about that sort of nipple confusion with bottles and dummies and all that, but yeah. Like I understandably, like they do say that if you are trying to breastfeed to hold off introducing a dummy for those first sort of four to six weeks, which I understand, but sometimes you just need that. And I think as a first-time mother, you're very like, okay, I can't do that because it, you know, but... The more children you have, you're just like, Ugh, like they've been out one hour and you're like, whatever's out the dummy. job. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like literally forcing, yeah. like, why would you take the dummy? But yeah, I think if you can get through, like I've had lots of even just friends, like not necessarily clients, but friends like say, oh, you know, I'm going to try and introduce a dummy and the baby might be three or four months. I'm like if you've got through that first sort of eight to 12 weeks and haven't had to use one, mm. I don't think you'll need one. Like I think mm. you'll be okay. And some take, to, you know, some are like sucky babies and they do really just, it soothes them so much and you won't have to work hard. Like you'll put the dummy in and they'll kind of accept it. And then you have those other babies where the parents on the phone would be like, I have bought every brand of dummy and they are just not having it. Like, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it can be better because on the console, I'll be like, oh, well, that's great because now we don't have to look at possibly removing the dummy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one less hurdle we have to jump. Absolutely. And I think too that if you've decided to introduce one and absolutely like 
and it's working, then great because they can be so effective in those first sort of Mm. three to four months. But from that four months onwards is when we usually would start to see that it can start to play a little bit of havoc with sleep purely because if your little one's relying on it to fall asleep, then we usually will see that sort of, you know, 40-minute wake in between sleep cycles or at the end of a sleep cycle where they will have, it would have fallen out and they will need a call out because I need to what pop, do they back, do? pop back in. So <laughs> <laughs> they can't speak at this age. They just grunt. <laughs> so, yeah, that is a Oh, and you know when they're a newborn and they're like a little bird and they're like got their mouth open. I wish you guys could see Christy right now. Up. She's uh... <laughs> <laughs> But that's what they do with the dummy. They're waiting for you to come pop it back yeah. in and they're just moving their Or looking for the or boob or the bottle. If they're not crying. <laughs> yeah, so that's where we can see it starts to play that havoc with sleep. So before that time, you usually will find like it does its job and it works well. But yeah, with that four-month regression. And look, it's not like you're still going to have those 40-minute naps regardless, usually with the regression and sleep cycles maturing. But it's really hard to encourage your little one to resettle when they're relying on a dummy purely because at this age, they just don't have that ability to find and replace it themselves and manage that dummy and pop it back in in between sleep cycles. So they're going to look Mm. for you to do that. So you can't really work on the resettling at that sort of four-month age Mm. with a dummy. It's just something that you have to go in and be mindful of. Okay, cool. We're happy to keep the dummy. I know that I'm just probably going to have to replace that. Yeah, do that dummy run every few hours overnight and potentially, you know, 40 minutes of a day. But if you're okay with that, then Mm. no issue. Yeah. In terms of like looking, should we introduce one? Like sometimes it just happens unintentionally because you need that sort of reprieve from the feeding or the really constant crying. Some bubs are really unsettled in the car and, you know, the dummy can help soothe the car ride. So you're not listening to a screaming baby, which is triggering (laughs) so many of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, Send shivers down my spine. You probably don't need to stress too much. Like we know that dummies are great for newborns. And so if you want to use it for that time, that's great. And you can step away from it, you know, if and when sleep, troubles start to arise around that sort of four-month mark. But, yeah, there's no, like, it's really just dependent on we've got lots of families who are, like, love the dummy and just persevere through that, you know, dummy runs for that couple of months and then it's all sweet. So, yeah, it would very much be dependent on what your tolerance is (laughs) for the dummy run. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess if you are wanting to maintain the use of the dummy, usually we would find they develop that ability to sort of manage it themselves and find and replace it closer to the earliest is around seven months. Like I'm really, and that's Mm. pretty early. Like usually it's closer to eight or nine months just because they have to have that coordination with their hand and popping it in their mouth and actually also locating it in the cock because that's a whole nother thing. It's glow-in-the-dark dummies. (laughs) I remember going in like with the girls on all fours, like looking under their cot in the middle of the night trying to find them. (laughs) But, yeah, and you pop like. 50 in the court, just hoping that it, by the off chance they'll Christy's find one. like but in there trying to find the just... baby through all the dummies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, literally. So, yeah, if you are wanting to maintain it, then lots of practice to help your little one find and replace it during the day is great during awake time. Like placing it in their hand and helping them guide their hand to their mouth is a great sort of starting point. It just, yeah, helps to sort of prompt that coordination as well. But 
it's just those few months that you need to sort of get through. You can also try, like apart from popping multiple in the cot, you can also try some comforters have, you know, little like Velcro tabs that you can stick some dummies onto or just even a piece of muslin, like an old swaddle cut up, and you can just tie a knot in each corner and tie a dummy to it. Like mm. they work really well. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. It's just something And that would be post that seven months. Yeah. Post seven months, absolutely, to introduce the comforter. But, yeah, just something that's a little bit easier for them to find because dummy chains aren't recommended. And so trying to, like, navigate that without the dummy chain can be a little bit tricky. But And I think parents can be confused with their little one's sleep and not think it's the dummy because they go to sleep with it. They sleep really solidly until the early hours of the morning and then that's where sleep sort of you know, is tricky. And that is because everything's working with you at the start of the night. So a lot of babies will go to sleep, the dummy will fall out, they'll continue to sleep till past midnight. And then that melatonin starts to drop off and babies do become very aware of what is keeping them asleep, particularly in the early hours of the morning. And it's sort of amplified because their sleep hormones are dropping off, that cortisol is rising and they're like, drifting very lightly between sleep cycles now. So, you know, they're going to come to that awaken point. Oh, the dummy's out. I'm going to call out. And now when we come in to replace it, like we might do at bedtime, it's now so much harder for them to just take that dummy and go back off to sleep because of all those other things that I just mentioned. So that's where we can think that it's something else playing a role because we can't just pop in and put the dummy in and they go back off to sleep. It's just because the sleep pressure's lowered, they're sort of awake now, and so now they have to try and get back to sleep with you going in and (laughs) putting the dummy in. So that's where you can get those hourly wakes post-midnight up all the way up until morning time. (laughs) Fun. So that's how dummies can impact sleep. So not only like will they look for them, yeah, roughly every sort of 40 of a day, but overnight, yeah, the end of their sleep cycles, which as we know, if you've been listening to our podcast, sleep cycles overnight are a lot longer Mm. than they are of a day. But yeah, it, it is just that small window until around that sort of eight or nine months. But even then, like it's going to come down to they won't just automatically start to develop that ability. Like you need to show them what to do because if they're relying on you going in and popping it back in, they're going to look for that unless you show them. Well, that's just know, that pattern that's formed. We've had, you know, 15, 16-month-olds that uh, of course they can replace the dummy and they do it all day long. But come nighttime, they've been used to mum or dad or whoever it is coming in and doing it for them. So you definitely have to work on, like Christy said, like popping it in their hand, putting it to their mouth and really, you know, during the day throwing something over it and where's the dummy? Like getting them to search for it, getting really excited and, you know, clapping and all that sort of thing to encourage that. And you can gradually back off too. Like once you've started popping it in their hand physically for them and guiding their hand to the mouth, you can start just popping it in their hand and letting them guide their hand to their mouth and find their mouth. Then you can start just tapping the floor or the mattress and helping them find the dummy but not actually physically putting it in their hand. So it's just a gradual process, but some take to it a lot quicker than others. (laughs) 
Is your little one an amazing sleeper? You can pop them in the cot and they'll happily go to sleep unassisted, but there's still that one pain point you can't get on top of. Whether it be transitioning from naps, early starts, fragmented night sleep, false starts, whatever it is, our quick fix consult is perfect for you and your family. We can go through your situation, identify what is causing that one little issue and put a plan in place and restore sleep to your house. All you have to do is go to our website, book in that 30-minute consult and sleep is on its way. Now, in terms of when to ditch it, there's probably two answers here. Well, obviously you can ditch it at sort of any time. We would say if you pass that sort of eight, nine months, we probably first try find a replace. But if it was still causing a lot of issues, you could ditch the dummy, you know, right up until 14, 15 months of age. But once you kind of get towards two and two and a half, we'd probably say hang on to that dummy until the day nap's gone because if you take a dummy off a toddler whose nap is already sort of hit and miss, you're probably going to lose that nap. You're probably removing any opportunity of yeah, getting that nap in. Um, if they still need that nap and they're not getting it, then, you know, you're just going to have that knock-on effect of then bedtime can become a bit of a yeah. shit show and <laughs> yeah. early rising start. So it's definitely it's, like yeah. towards the toddler years, probably that sort of closer to three, we would probably just hang on to it. But mm. definitely before that sort of eight-month mark, if we had a client who was four or five months old, we'd absolutely recommend getting rid of it. And we've got one at the moment and they're adamant they want to keep it and we have just prefaced and said, okay, absolutely happy to work with you, but just be mindful. Normally for this age, we would be working on consolidating that lunch nap and getting a good two-hour nap in, but it's not going to happen in this instance. And, and they're yeah, happy the with thing that, with the but, dummy yeah. is it's just inconsistent. You can have a couple of great nights where they might not wake and then you'll have followed by two or three nights of hourly dummy runs. So that's the thing with the dummy. We obviously work with clients to get really consistent sleep. So they sort of know, okay, I'm going to put you down and this is when you're going to wake in roundabout, you know, sort of feed times. With the dummy, we just stress like we can absolutely help you get a routine and all that sort of thing. But it's, the nighttime sleep we can't guarantee is going to be consistent every night until your barb can manage that dummy themselves. So that's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because we normally would see like night sleep consolidate in certain patches. Like we would see like the first stretch of night sleep consolidate and then followed by the second and then like day naps as well. But it's, yeah, it's so inconsistent. Like that pattern doesn't usually work when the dummy's involved. But Again, it just it really does come down to what's going yeah, and you just, for you and your family. I think too, the longer you hold on to it, the more your little one is going to rely on it. So the earlier you get rid of it, it's sort of not as yeah. Not and as you just gotta give it a go. Like just see your you might have one of those bubs that have it at night and then they don't worry about it. Like there definitely are those kids, but yeah. you know, obviously we see the ones that don't do that, which are more common for us. So yeah. Yeah. Which is usually why they have to reach out. And one of those hourly dummy runs overnight, yeah. they've cracked. <laughs> they've gone yeah. on and so booked a consult. Just definitely give it, just know you can get rid of it. It's usually a couple of nights of having a really solid plan of what that looks like, being mindful not to replace the dummy with something else that you're going to essentially have to get up and do, like rocking or holding them or, you know, if that's not what. Yeah, because yeah. they have the same, they it's have just the another same sleep association. Essentially. So, 
It's just like, yeah, whether you like feeding to sleep or mm. rocking to sleep, it's exactly the same. But I think when it comes to ditching, one of the biggest things that we always say to our clients is out of sight, out of mind. If you have decided to ditch that dummy, yeah, throw them in the bin. <laughs> Don't put some on top of the fridge or in the little like baby's drawer that you can run to at 2am because I can guarantee you will go and run for that at 2am. Throw I'm it out. I'm laughing because it reminds me of a Sex of the City episode. Miranda is eating this brownie and she puts it in the bin, but then she keeps going back to the bin. So then she like oh. squirts detergent on it. <laughs> oh, so maybe don't put it in the bin either. <laughs> well, hopefully our parents aren't doing that with the dummy, but... Look, you do some pretty oh shady stuff at 2am <laughs> to get sleep. So, yeah, that would be my one top tip. Please, if you have to made that decision to remove it, just, yeah, throw them because you will. And it honestly, like I said before, it's usually like two or three days and it's a thing of the past, but it is one of those yeah, short-term it's an adjustment, games because you know I, I really feel it is so worth it but again my oh. tolerance level for doing a dummy run 50 million times in the night no. it's not for me yeah. um <laughs> and and that's the thing too like when you know when we're saying like talking about removing the dummy we will say to our clients like look you're already up yeah. every hour anyway it can't <laughs> be any worse <laughs> so it's just more that settle initial settle that you will mm. find the hardest bit because you're trying to get your child to sleep in a way they don't know how and that's where we need to have a consistent plan in place and a go-to settling method that's going to be you know something you're comfortable with and something you know your little one's going to respond mm. to so you need yeah, to but, that in you place. know don't get us wrong the dummy it can work you don't have to get rid of it there's plenty of toddlers three-year-olds running around with a dummy and they have survived it can just be rocky yeah. getting there until bubs yeah. can happily do it themselves so that is all fine and then i guess like you were just saying like there's plenty of two and three-year-olds that have them and they sleep really well and they still encourage that nap that they may still be needing for those clients, we might see parents come to us because they're like, our child just walks around with it all the time or the minute they get, you know, a little bit sooky or something, they'll come and they want the dummy, but we're trying to back off that. Like you can just try to encourage it that when you get your baby out of their cot or their bed, the dummy stays in there with their comforter. It's purely for bedtime. It's purely for nap time. Then try to start that early on. So when you do get your baby up from their nap, try to leave it in the cot with their comforters and whatnot. It'll just become sort of a bit of a behavioural pattern. Again, it's just those yep. boundaries. Now we have a lot of parents saying, well, can we keep it during the day but remove it overnight? You absolutely can. Like the first thing would be, yep, get rid of it overnight. Some people just keep them for naps during the day while they sort of used to like not offering and seeing that their bub can sleep without the dummy overnight and then or naps like on the go. So maybe in the carrier or the car where they're a little bit mm. harder to settle. Amen. The third nap is probably the one where it's most beneficial. It doesn't have to be this hard, fast rule of once the dummy's gone, you can't ever use it during the day. I think I actually kept, I didn't use it at all except for nap three when it was in the carrier, go for a walk, put the dummy in. And then once What's that nap was gone, the dummy was gone as well. So, you know, you can still play around with it in that way, but probably overnight and your longer nap, whether that be nap one or nap two, we probably try and work on the bub going to sleep without it so they have a better chance at extending it through to more than 30 minutes. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord. If you are going to remove it, then definitely start with mm. like bedtime. 
don't start with the naps. But it can get a little confusing if you're trying to offer it sometimes and sometimes not. And more often than not, you'll find that you're probably not going to need it. Once you do remove it, as much as you probably think in the back of your mind, oh, I just want to keep it there in case, you probably will find that your baby starts sleeping pretty well anyway and they don't need it. So, Christy, are you team dummy or team no dummy? (laughs) Oh, I think in those first few months, I probably wouldn't have survived without it. Like, I think that it was so helpful for me and my little ones. But... <laughs> Trust me, guys, there's no form. This is not a pregnancy announcement. <laughs> I've sat on the fence for so long, I think I've just uh. left it a little late now. Um, but I think they are really helpful in those early days. If Especially you if you've got an, that is yeah, unsettled, sort of colicky mm. baby. And obviously my girls are fairly close in age, so I found like by the time the third came, we were out and about so much and we were always on the go. And sometimes it just helped to just buy that little bit of time in between feeding or, you know, just, yeah, I don't know, it just worked. But yeah, I just personally, and obviously we see it day in, day out, I just see where it can start to impact sleep. So it's one of those things you can either put in a couple of days of a bit more fussiness and to settle your little one or just deal with a little bit more inconsistent nights. So it's really going to come down to what you can tolerate. And for me, (laughs) night sleep was always priority. That's right. (laughs) I wasn't getting up in the middle of winter. (laughs) If you didn't have to, yeah. No, 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 no. So yeah, and like we were saying before, they do have so many benefits and they've actually there's a, actually a lot of strong evidence that dummies are associated with a reduced risk of SIDS when they've been used consistently. So they do have their pros. And Just got to weigh it yeah, up. In terms of you do, you really do. Like all things sleep, comes down to what works for you and your family and your baby. This is just our, our little our, <laughs> our soapbox view. Our, our, <laughs> yes. But if you would like help with either ditching the dummy or sort of, I guess, getting longer stretches out of the dummy, then by all means, click the link in our show notes and we're always here to help. We love it. <laughs> we do. We love hearing that you're getting better sleep. So if that is on your to-do list this week, don't put it off get in contact now and we'll definitely love to help. Cool. Well, I think that's us. It's my lunchtime. (laughs) Lucky you. All right, guys. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Sleep Teacher Pod. We hope you've walked away feeling just that little bit more at ease with your parenting journey. Please remember, nothing is a problem until it actually becomes a problem for you and your family. If you've enjoyed our company today, we would love if you could please subscribe or leave a review or maybe even both. But if you are wanting more sleep tips right away, use the link in the show notes to find out how you can get started with one of our amazing sleep consultants and follow us over on Instagram at The Sleep Teacher. We can't wait to be back in your ears next week with more sleep tips. Nighty night. <laughs>